Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Aspinall. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time Co. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What up, everybody listening? Oh, yeah. Uh, also joining us is the disembodied voice of our producer. It is Edgelord, Big News Brian. Stop nerds. Oh, yeah, Wait, the return. The champ is here. Oh, so excited to have Brian back on the show. Uh, we got a new overlay, everyone. Uh, I hope you guys like it. Uh, let me know. Feedback. This is our first overlay, the bones of which were by our esteemed producer, Edgelord Big News Brian. <laughs> so most of the credit really goes to him. I just recreated his work here. But uh, yeah, let us know if you like the overlay. Uh, any feedback, anything you guys would uh, would uh, like to change to make it look a little better for you guys, uh, a little easier for you guys to... For your eyes, uh, let us know. Uh, but in any case, uh, we got a big show. We got the monthly uh, manga out today. Uh, we have a, a bunch of My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen's back. So without further ado, let's get into plugs. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram as well. And you can find me on Twitter at NYChillin'. That's with an E-N at the end. Oh, yeah. Not an I-N-G. Hell, yeah. Brian? Me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I live stream on Twitch, you can find me at twitch.tv slash It's Punchline. Oh, yes. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram as well. Follow us on Twitter especially because we do a really good chapter of the week poll. Uh, the winner for this week is already set in stone i will announce it later as the when the series comes up uh so uh if you guys want to cast your vote and let us know what you thought was your favorite series follow us on twitter and uh let us know the poll goes up usually uh an hour or two after the chapters come out officially or maybe a day or two if i forget but uh please uh check us out on twitter uh and cast your vote uh email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions Anything you guys want us to talk to us about, get on there. Let us know. Start a correspondence with us. And if you want us to read your email on the show, let us know. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Or you can comment. Comment on whatever video you're watching, uh, whether it's the full episode or the little highlight episodes that I cut out for you guys. Let us know what you thought about this week's comment, comics in the comments below. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe? Why not do that? Why not support? Uh, subscribe, like, share if you enjoy the podcast, let's uh, let's build a little uh, community here at New Jump City. Also, uh, if you guys prefer audio podcasts, we are on pretty much every audio platform available, including uh, audio po uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are on there. So check us out. Uh, and I think that's it, right? Uh, without any further ado, spoiler alerts ahead. Let's get the show on the road, fellas. My Hero Academia. Oh, boy. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 330, Me and Myself. Um, last we left off, uh, the heroes of the world have all been talking about converging on Japan to take on uh, the imminent threat known as All for One. Uh, and the American hero, Gung Ho, 
has just like ran onto the scene. Star and Stripe is on the fucking scene. But, you know, she's on her way. She's got these planes. You know, there's a whole fucking affair. She's, like, standing on top. Yeah. It's pretty wild. She's just, like, ready to go. And uh, who shows up but Shigaraki himself just pulls up looking looking for the smoke. And she's like, all right, I guess we're doing this. The pilots are so bummed out because they know that, like, they're basically red shirts from Star Trek. They know that a lot of they them probably yeah they they're not gonna make it. Uh, and one of them actually like acknowledges as like loud and clear. Star- he look if you see his face, he's literally like, oh right, uh, loud and clear <laughs> star. Uh, let's hope at least uh, one of us makes a safe landing. <laughs> yeah, so you know that's why I signed up for life insurance so my family be I. Star and Stripe basically just shouts, I'll make sure your remains make it back to your loved ones. And I'm like, God damn. It's fucking rough out here in America. Bro. <laughs> Why does the American have like these just dead ass, just suicide <laughs> squad? I'm not ready to die. No. That's I'm not all of us. I, right, <laughs> I mean, uh, I feel like you volunteer like for this that. gig. So I don't know. But who knows? But yeah, they're they're all squatting up because apparently, like, Star and Stripe rolls with a whole crew. She doesn't like fight alone. Um, and Shigaraki is riding on a Nomu, just thinking it's like it's a strange position, strange state. I find myself. I can truthfully declare that I am Tomura Shigaraki, but at the same time, there is no doubt that I am also me. Uh, I guess like foreshadowing for what's to come. Um, but yeah, the battle gets on. Uh, he combines his radio wave quirk with his air cannon uh, quirk plus heavy payload quirk to just drag him. Which one is that again? I don't What's know. What's the heavy payload one again? No. Brian? Oh, Brian, do you know what? Okay. Well, while Brian looks that up, it looks like it just makes whatever it is extra strong. It's like a. Yeah. Like a multiplier, right? Right. Like a booster. Yeah. And he, so. he just like blasts the, the whole way away. Everybody just kind of like dodges. Thank God. Most of the planes kind of just like get out. Of the way. <laughs> yeah, because so they would have all been dead. We don't know what heavy payload does, but we could just assume that it. Yeah, like, it's, it's a multiplier. Like a multiplier um, sorts. Yeah. yeah, it must be nice, right? <laughs> I would okay. like to think that like one of the planes is like, "Whoa, shit!" <laughs> you know, I'm out to make a U-turn. Yikes. Peace out, guys. I quit. Yeah, I'm a coward. <laughs> call, back hey, home. call me a pussy. I'm going home. <laughs> Do it all you want. I'll be the pussy that lived. <laughs> Yeah, call me the call me the Nancy. <laughs> yeah, I don't That's care. Fine. I don't care. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, I would not have even blamed him. No, not at all. Um, so you know, Star Stripe is like, do you know what my deal is? It won't help you. Be- it won't help you fight back because I reign supreme, boy. Boy, uh, boy. <laughs> and it turns out we learn her quirk, quirk pretty immediately. Star and Stripe's quirk is New Order. And basically what it is is that after touching a target, she can call out the target's name and assign a new rule to it. So she call, she touches the air around her, says the word air, and she inflicts the rule of, as of now, the air doesn't exist 100 meters ahead of me. And then all you see is just this star-shaped vacuum that is formed uh, that basically just rips the air out of wherever Shigaraki is standing. And... Shigaraki's like, fuck, what a brutal quirk. I want it. Uh, oh, wow. 
I want his eyes look crazy. Yeah, it's like his eyes are bursting out of his skull. It looks like it's pretty bad because that's yeah, that's what happens. Um, so he says, "Well, a guy who came all this way to meet me probably wouldn't drop dead that easy. Fire the laser cannons!" And all these guys fire their laser cannons, uh, ripping Shigaraki a new one, just like straight in his guts. It's not, it's not looking good, but. Uh, apparently Shigaraki manages to block it using his reflect quirk plus his scatter quirk, which just, he just like sends it back all of the, all of the lasers and it hits star and stripe, but she manages to not only touch it in time, but make a rule in that immediate second because lasers, I don't know if you guys know this, but lasers are fast, (laughs) like speed of light type shit. Yeah, that's exactly what it, what it is. So she basically like manages to not have her hands disintegrated and say her rule which is the laser is holdable uh so now the laser doesn't affect her because she's like basically holding it in her hand uh and she sees that shigaraki starts healing so she's like we need man fuck this shit uh we gotta get we gotta fucking go for it no wonder japan lost to this guy Uh, yeah yeah uh he's broken yeah okay Shigaraki notices that the vacuum she created is gone, and she's like, hmm, does New Order have some sort of limitation? Um, and at that moment, that's when Star and Stripe just goes straight up to him um, and uh, just lays a fucking hit on this dude. Just a real, like... It's, it's brutal because like you yeah, see she his, sent him yeah she's like just go back <laughs> go back <laughs> go back shouts out to inevitably dope i think that's your name right uh he yeah so once she hits him he says his name tomoru shigaraki and we expl- uh, she also we hear in her monologue where she explains she can only set up new rules for two targets at once she always has that for herself. Like she always has a rule, uh, like the ability to establish a rule for herself. So there's only one other target that she can basically make rules for at a time under that limitation she set on herself. Um, so she basically gets into her, and this is where I knew it's like she's dead. Uh, <laughs> is where we get like her monologue about how she met All Might. Uh, how a burglar was on the run once and attacked them, attacked her in the, in her car, and uh, that's when All Might came in and saved her. And ever since then, she's just been a fanboy. Uh, she basically, even you know, as you can see, her hair, she modeled it after him. She'd never forget his two tufts. So you know, to quadruple her dedication to crime fighting, she gave herself eight tufts. Um, and uh. Yeah, she plays like he's the symbol of peace after all. Anyway, now that I've touched you and said your name, uh, so now if Tomura Shigaraki moves at all, his heart will stop. Uh, and at that moment, we see Shigaraki look like fuck, and then we get her little. She fell for it, uh, and it turns out a bit of a loophole is formed. Uh, so it turns out this entire time Shigaraki is in an inner battle with All for One, just just like fighting him off from completely taking over his body. Uh, so technically, All for One is in control because he has about ninety eight percent. He's absorbed ninety eight percent of Shigaraki at this point. 
Uh, so, you know, he's basically all, all for one, actually. So when she said Tomo Shigaraki's name, it, the rule that she created doesn't apply to him. So he just, like, starts moving, and she's shocked. He's like, what? It did not work? Is he not Tomura Shigaraki? And all for one is like, not in favor, are you? Well, I sure am. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. You don't like that? I love it. I love this shit. <laughs> uh, so Your hatred delivers us to your to our glorious future. Wow. Yeah. And then he goes Super Saiyan 3? Yeah, his hair extends as he's just like, ah, and we get a little uh, inner monologue going, it began in that house with a grain of hate that grew and built upon itself. And then all you see is just this tiny, like, explosion-looking thing or implosion. It looks like hockey almost. <laughs> it actually looks like kind of yeah. conquerors hockey, uh, which would make him unstoppable. <laughs> so Super Saiyan 3 plus conquerors hockey. Yeah, unbeatable. Can't and be. emo. Oh, my God. The emo really seals it. Because, <laughs> I mean, at least he had a house, right? Yeah. Must be nice. Mm. Some people grew up in shelters. Yeah. In foster homes. Yeah, he destroyed his own but house. He, so. Yeah, he did. He sure did. Yeah. Uh, but that's where the chapter ends. Uh, man, what a fucking annoying loophole. I mean, I get it. And I'm like, I, when I read that, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, the technicality!" Yo, that's hold this L. That's that Star sucks. You because knew. because Star and Stripe was intentionally like just a, a supremely broken character. You know what she reminds me of? Uh, oh my she god! She reminds me of that guy from Bleach with the paintbrush. The really yes, uh, the one who thought he had Yulbak. <laughs> <laughs> he was like so. Stomp, raffle stomping trolling the entire time like oh now all you have is an r because i took away the m in the word r so you don't have an arm anymore you have an r and i'm the man it's an r <laughs> it just wasn't <laughs> whatever it was it wasn't an arm anymore yeah so it was gone yeah and he lost still yeah uh, because he said oh actually it doesn't work on me. oh guess what because because by xyz who cares <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, but yeah. Nah, but Sugar Rocky just violated her. Yeah. Is she gone already, man? I mean, I guess she'd have to be <laughs> at this point. Brian, is she gone? Brian, I do you you have a lot of thoughts. You missed a couple weeks. Your man's went, your man's Yeah, let me hear your thoughts, Brian. You sure you want me to go first? Go for let it. Me Brian. Go first. I just been I was Yeah, just, we were talking. Yeah, go for it. Okay, look. I did not like this chapter. Whoa. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. didn't like it mainly because it just felt weird to me. You know, it was just like a really weird chapter. Like, um, I don't give a fuck about Stars and Stripes. <laughs> and her quirk is really oddly mis. It's like oddly placed, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't fit in the world at her age, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, if you think about it, like, quirk singularity is a thing because it's like quirks are getting stronger by age, right? By, like, younger ages, newer generations. Like, this quirk is really Not fucking really. In that defense, I'll say in, in defense of that point... I think, like, you know, there are obviously exceptions to the rule. That That is true that, like, quirks are evolving 
becoming more powerful over time and evolution. But you know, I I see that there are obviously there's just exceptions. Like, you know, Endeavor was is the second strongest person because he has like the most intense fire quirk. You know, like there are there there are people who have very strong quirks and also we don't know how long quirks have really been in, in existence. So if if Star and Stripe is from like say like the generation directly after All Might, then it makes sense for her power to be like really strong uh to a degree. It doesn't mean that everybody in that era was strong. There's probably like rare cases where people are born with absurdly strong quirks. But I see what you're saying though. Like, Actually I, I interpret like- it as that it's just the more the the more interbreeding between people with quirks, the more people it's gonna be born. Like the like the population is gonna boom. There's gonna be more and more people with quirks. And all that means is that that's more and more like an increased opportunity of a disastrous quirk, a singularity level as quirk, you know, come into life yeah. simply because of the sheer amount of, you know, quirk people. Yeah, like it's like it's there's no limit to it. I think I that's how I interpret it. It's the same way evolution works. Yeah, where it's not guided, it's not leading towards certain things. It's random, and if it, it's random mutation and. If it happens to thrive, it thrives and thrives well and reproduces and then further evolves, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I think either way, it's, it, 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 I think I feel like all of our interpretations kind of lead to the same conclusion, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. eventually someone's going to come around with a quirk that's going to end the entire universe. Yeah. But she just seemed like, I don't know, I guess she is the top, like uh, the top number one in America. So it makes sense for us to, to have such a powerful quirk. It's just really disappointing for it to be introduced just to be kind of like thrown in our faces basically later on you know what i mean it just yeah i, I mean know. the whole purpose of this is to like continue to buff up all for one so that's very like, unfortunate she's almost not a character kind of that's true i agree with that i think like uh she's like just a quirk to add to a list yes that's a, that's ostensibly <laughs> what it is it's just like an opportunity. It, like, I think this chapter wanted to accomplish a couple things. It wanted to, like, raise the stakes in terms of how powerful All for One and Shigaraki can be. But while also just, like, explaining that All for One's pretty much got a complete vice grip on Shigaraki's body. And it's only a matter of time before, like, Shigaraki is no more. Um, and I don't know how, if that's going to happen, really. I think there's just always going to be a visage of Shigaraki within All for One. Uh, even if he completely takes him over. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I, I would have liked it if Star and Stripe got a little bit more and we got to uh, like her a little bit more because I think she's like... She just comes cool. off as an asshole, this chapter. Yeah. like it, She's cool, um, but I'm like not... I'm not like, uh, she, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I just would... Like, it... It's cool that we get to see like a hero in another country, but it's kind of taken away from us in a way. Like it's like that moment where you're like, "Oh shit, we get to see a hero from another country," just for him to come off as an asshole and to just get bodied like instantaneously within like two chapters. Yeah. Like I doubt like, you know, Horikoshi usually is all about like subverting expectations. He'll be like, "Oh, she's dead, right?" <laughs> And then all of a sudden, next chapter, she'll probably have some, like, counterplay to it. Um, 
Because she's the number one hero in America, you know? Like, we can't just write her off right away just because, I agree. you know, it looks like things are bad. She could have a counterplay to this. I agree with that. But I think, like, um, she was, like, taken out on a technicality. And that's why I feel like her her doom's kind of assured. Is that, like, Shigaraki cheated. <laughs> like, all for one cheated ostensibly. Like, yeah. He would have gotten his Which ship. Which kind of, yeah. It was just, like, on the technicality that he technically <laughs> was not Shigaraki at the time that she put her her, uh, her rule on him. And she wouldn't... Re- I don't know if she would know All for One's real name anyway. So it'll be, like, tough for her to win this one unless... I mean, so they said they're basically a new person. What? Hmm? what? She's basically just a living death note, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If she wanted to be, like... It, I said, like, law, but needing to know yeah, names. Yeah, I would say she... Instead of there being a room limit... Yeah, I mean, you know, there are definitely there's obvious limitations. She could only make if she's always got a rule on herself, so she only can do it to one target at a time. So it's not necessarily even on law's level. Law can like manipulate multiple people at once, so long as they're in the same zone. But he's got to be, but she's got to like know one person. She's got to have one target at any given point. Um. But yeah, I don't know. And touch them. Yeah, it's a it's a little different from his. But it's still no, one it, of those. It is, it's similar. You know. It's similar where it's like a manipulation thing where you change the the rule of it. You know what thing. I will say? I would say I I don't dislike the chapter. I just got left underwhelmed. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, all right. <laughs> I guess this had to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I just wished. See, this is like a microcosm of what me and Josh have been saying about My Hero Academia. It's like I wish said anything about that. Yeah, I'm glad you. This is naturally coming. It's like I to... wish that we had that little extra moment with, uh, with uh, Star this Star. brand new awesome character. Yeah, she was cool. That's supposed like, to be oh, someone's cool. all for one's protege. It's like I said during the recap. Is like I knew the second she started talking about her relationship with All Might, I'm like, ah, she's done. This is like, oh, we getting this already? <laughs> oh, she's done so. We're not getting shit. And she's on. She's got him on the ropes, and she's like bragging her story. Oh, she's done. She's done so. <laughs> yeah, no this was like a classic anime moment. Yeah, which I, you know, it's not the worst thing. I'm not like mad at it, and I was. I don't not think the it worst was, thing. It was, and it like might not even character. be the case. Maybe, maybe Shigaraki does his explosion, and Hawks came in and was like, I saved her with the feathers." He said, "That would be well, cool. was close, <laughs> right?" I, I just hope that this doesn't happen to every other foreign hero that comes up. They just, like, show up just to be cocky and bodies, if, you know? If they show the other foreign heroes. I'll say this. Like, because if Star and Stripe dies here, I think, like, the other heroes will be like, fuck that. Duh. We got our <laughs> own problems now. No America's way. about to turn upside down. <laughs> and this universe doesn't have Batman. So mm. what is America going to do now? Nothing. Nothing. But Not even the flash. <laughs> Not a single fucking thing. Um but I don't know. I, I uh yeah, I thought this was kind of underwhelming. I w- I wish there was just like a an extra chapter. I wish he had just touched down in Japan. I would I don't mind what happened here. I think it's like kinda cool. I think it makes sense. It's nothing like offensively bad or anything. I was just like damn. 
It's like it was a fun chapter yeah. until the very end. Yeah, when I read it, I was, I like, was like, "Whoa, what?" It was transparent in what was going to happen and what was the purpose of Star and Stripe. If she is dead, if she's not dead, then yeah, Horikoshi could just be pulling a fast one on us like he usually does. He'll be like, "Oh, you think she's dead, but she's not." I think it'd be but, cool. But, a- but but the reason you brought it up, Brian, because you don't have a lot of faith that that may be the case, and you know why you don't have a lot of faith. Be- this could be a moment where Horikoshi, like, just because she's not an established character, that this could be an instance where he literally just mops her up and, and yeah. moves on, you know? Yeah. It I, is what it is, man. That doesn't mean the series is bad. But, I'll, I'll uh, say yeah, this too. Microcosm, also, as you said. Nice selection of words. Here's what I... If it doesn't happen, if she isn't dead, there is a chance, I believe, that she'll just show up on Japan anyways. Just quirkless as like an American mirror of All Might, basically. That's possible. Uh, honestly, I would like it if Hawks came in and saved her. Like this was just like a moment in her. Character. Oh yeah, Endeavor's on his way, isn't he? Endeavor's yeah, fine. yeah. I, I completely think, forgot about that. I think it's entirely possible that she lives, but this is on the presumption that she is dead or that she like gets quirkless and then is killed. I don't know, but. If she's not dead, then you know what? That's like pretty cool. Story continues. It's uh, it's a, it's another chance at a cool character, uh, some development for a new character. I'm into it, and uh, I think Star and Stripes design's cool. I like that she's like heavily inked, like All Might, uh, all that stuff. Like that, that style gets to stay preserved within this series in a way. Yeah. That it lives. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, well said. Um, like the American comic hero, like. Yeah. Yeah, like obviously All Might himself was always so stylized and just yeah. like he, like it's funny, I was actually reading I love having like manga volumes because inside the writer will just like write shit, like behind the scenes type of stuff. It's like this All Might takes a pencil and a half to draw. Uh so <laughs> I doubt he wants to introduce another character that he has to <laughs> waste pencils on. Yeah, he's like, yeah, so I'm going to kill her. Yeah. Uh, fun while she lasted. I finished but... these pencils off. I just wish her quirk was different, in my opinion. Like, I, like I don't quirk. know. I just wish that she had a more, like, you know, like, down-to-earth kind of quirk. I'll say like this. Like some farmer shit. You know? I like I enjoy <laughs> like <some> hickory dickory <laughs> American quirk. I like her quirk, and I like that, you know, it is... It's very, very powerful, but it's also at the same time got a balance to it where she can only technically she only technically does it on one person. And if she really wanted to, she can do it on two things. But, you know, she always has it on herself so she can make herself super strong and super fast. Uh, It's very balanced. That's why I want to see more of her. Yeah. I feel like her being around would be kind of cool. Maybe as a mentor to one of the kids or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Might be nice. Probably not. Who knows? I think my hero is actually on break next week, uh, which is a shame. a shame. Yeah, yeah, it is on break this yeah. week. Because so. that's going to be because this the next week is the kids training. We're just not going to see it <laughs> in his mind. Though it. it's happening. Yeah, yeah. And that's all that matters. Agreed. But all right, I'll stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was... Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, in any case, I think that's it for. Uh, for MHA on my end. Uh, let us know what you guys thought about Star Stripe and all that stuff in the comments below or email us, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, I guess uh, we should move on, yeah? Yeah. Then let's go. 
Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, it's back, everyone. After a week's absence, uh, last we left off, Itadori and Megumi have entered the Culling Game, uh, one of the Tokyo territories. Uh, this is Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 162, Tokyo Number One Colony Part Two. Um, Ooh, Itadori uh, learned a new skill last chapter, and he's uh, utilizing it again. Which one was it? Object toss. Oh, just straight tossing a rock at somebody. <laughs> yes. Imbue it with curse energy and throw it at somebody. I, I genuinely love Itadori's style. You know, he's just like such a... It's just so, you know, like Rugged, regular. Like he's just like... Raw. Yeah, he's just raw. He's just like, oh, I'll just throw this rock at you. But like sidearm Patrick Mahomes style at you. Just like... I put it in the right spot. Yeah, and he just comes. He just makes contact with you and fucks you up. Yeah, something fierce. Yeah, even Mahito. Oh, or Shigaraki, how whatever you want to call it. It was Mahito. (laughs) Same thing. Um, They look look the same exactly. They look exactly the same. Not anymore though. No, Mahito's. I miss Shigaraki. I miss hands on the face. Yeah, he's he's grown past it. I hated it at first, bro. Yeah. No, all right. Anyway, what's done with my hero? Anyway, um, okay. Back so, to Itadori beating the shit out of this helicopter head guy. <laughs> yeah. Last we left off, Itadori has been facing off against these people who turn their hair into uh, aerodynamic vehicles. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I feel like there's a word for it that I'm fucking up right now. But he first he faced off against a lady with jet turbine hair, and now he's going out. Uh, fighting with helicopter hair man uh the chapter opens what would up- be next hot air balloon head <laughs> hot air balloon what else hot, hot air balloon afro would that be it oh that would be sick <laughs> that would be pretty cool uh how else can you fly in the sky um um maybe like one of them uh boat planes uh <laughs> 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 One of the Bayou joints? Yeah, yeah, like something you find in NOLA. You know? Pull up to the swamp. <laughs> Excuse me, I got swamp plane hair, so you're going to have to, we're cruising with my cursed technique. Right, like, what would you just, yeah, two buoyant, buoyant legs. Yeah, uh, but anyway. I can't wait, I can't wait to I, see what's I wish that, next. I hope there are more air, air, air vehicle hair people <laughs> i wish i knew the word i don't know why i'm blanking on it there's got to be a better term there for is i'm just dumb josh i'm so dumb okay. uh, <laughs> uh but anyway chapter- i'm not much better man so uh don't worry about it this chapter starts out with itadori like we said side arming a rock directly a helicopter headman helicopter headman just tilts his head forward and chops the <laughs> Chops the hair with his, like, chopper hair. Uh, and Itadori just, like, straight jumps. He's like, free run jumps, grabs this man by the legs, and drags his face, his, like, the back of the head down a building. Uh, what a fucking beast. I love While I was just staring at him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's not mm. even affected. <laughs> how you like that? His face is just like, mm. how are you? How are you liking this right now, hmm? Can you believe what's happening to you right now? 
Uh, it's so fucking great. How's that? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little confused at, like, the, the movement here because all of a sudden... Are they on a balcony? I think it is. Okay, yeah. So like, I think they land at a balcony yeah, real quick. He drags and soon, him. He doesn't get a chance to recover. Yeah, because helicopter man just like zooms his hair down. Itadori has to do a full like split, split. in order to in order to save himself. Hey, kya! <laughs> like a death drop almost. And then he has to like he like leaps. Cage. He leaps from building to building to get away from this guy. Um and he jumps into a building, you know, just to get out of uh, open air. Uh, and Itadori says, in, uh, he, in that case, I'll lure him indoors. And Helicopter Man is like, huh, does he think this will negate my propeller? That's <laughs> so funny. This is like the weirdest thing Jujutsu Kaisen has ever done. Is <laughs> just have his dead ass fight with Bobobo over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> he says, my propeller. And he stops his propeller, like, just straight, like, dives, like, you're on a water slide, like, crossed arms, like, whoo. And he says, my propeller. And he stops right at the <coughs> window, coordinates directly in front of the window where Itadori is, reignites his propellers, and says that his propeller can cut through steel rods as he creates basically this, like, incoming chopping thing. Just all along the walls of this building. In Resident Evil style. Well, not really, but... Yeah. It's deadly. It's not great. He's about to get... He says I'm going to turn you into a smoothie. <laughs> I'm sure you guys could put two and two together and yeah. let your imagery yeah. work for you. Uh, okay, so Itadori's like, he's coming this way and head first. Almost like, fucking, what a present. <laughs> he's like... He's like, uh, that that airplane woman earlier was tough to drive me in uh was tough to drive me through a building but a simple projectile knocked her down i bet their hair is the key to the cursed technique so they're more vulnerable the further away they are uh, the further away from that part of their body uh i guess like you can't be that far from your hair can you i don't get it but yeah he says anyway the the top of the head remains a, uh, a vital spot so if i can hit him there i'll bust him open Itadori gets into his stance and he just like does like a cool like judo punch directly onto the skull of Propeller Man. You see like blood just bursting out of his nose like a fucking juiced fruit. And that's it. Itadori just fucking knocks him the fuck out. Uh, Itadori is like, Ugh. he pulls back for a second. You see blood on his fist. He's like, Bwahaha, did your fist break? Looks like you're the loser of this fight. As I get I'm as I'm sure he's like got 20, 20 concussions merged into one. <laughs> he's not having any Yeah, enough concussions for an NFL career. Dude, he's got CTE times twelve. It's not good. Uh and Itadori just straight kicks him a full force kick in the guts and takes him out of the fight for good. And his fist is not broken. He's like, no, nah, it's not broken. He's just like, it just hurts a little, you know, because I did just hit you on the crown of your head. Um, he's knocked him out, but he's still like, ah, shit. <laughs> I needed to ask him about Higurama. Um, and at that point, that's when uh, this young man that we've seen hanging around these dudes before 
uh, pulls up and he says, hey, Tadori, do you remember me? Long time no see. He's like, uh, no. And I'm and, you know, I guess me, too. I was like, no, I don't remember you, sir. And it turns out we're not supposed to. Uh, he's, yeah, yeah. So, he's somebody from way back in uh, Itadori's past. He's like someone from his like high school, day, junior high school days. Uh, and Itadori's like, oh, you're from back home. Uh, and that's when we cut over to Megumi and um, Remy, I think her name is. Uh, and she's just like annoying him, <laughs> just like being like overzealous, kind of bratty. Um and uh, she's explaining that he asks her what her reason is for fighting. And uh, she says, well, non-sorcerers are play- are, who are non-players got to leave the colony. But for players in the colony from the start, this is the 12th game playing. So, you know, I can't leave because I'm a participant and I can't really leave until I like I can't stop playing the game or else I'll be killed. Uh, so, you know. It's not great. <laughs> um, so he's just like, apparently past sorcerers have inspired today's sorcerers to go into battle mode. This means I've misled Itadori. I guess it's like, he told Itadori, he's like, these new, these new boys ain't shit. <laughs> just focus on the ancient ones. They're pretty bad. Uh, so basically they both ask like, um, where Higurama is, uh, the kid introduces himself as a Mai who's with Itadori. Uh, he's, and they both give conflicting answers. They, uh, Remy says that Higurama's in Shinjuku, and uh, uh, Amai says that Higurama is in Ikebukuro. Uh, Ikebukuro. Yeah. Um, which I kind of remember from this other anime called Durarara, where it takes place pretty much entirely in Ikebukuro. Um, it's pretty cool. Cool place. Yeah, cool place. Um, so, yeah. They both wondered to themselves, Shinjuku. I hope Itadori is on his way there, too. And Itadori says, Ikebukuro. Is, the, is Fushiguro there, too? And uh, at that point, that's when we cut to the end where we see a bunch of, of receipts like held down by coins? Coins, I guess? And there are a bunch of receipts just hanging on clotheslines. And one singular man in boxers with a tattoo on his arm that says Indomitable uh, saying, when is that kid going to bring me the next sucker? And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, all right. This is a cool chapter. Uh, I have no idea what to assume about this guy. Neither do I. Because the last time I tried to, we cracked jokes and said all of that, it, she was on a completely different level. Yeah, you never know what Jujutsu Kaisen characters because they can just be like immediately nasty out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, I thought this chapter was cool. I do, like I said, I do love it when Itadori fights because he's just like so scrappy and interesting as a fighter. Like it's just entertaining to watch. Um, very much like Luffy, like a modern day Luffy, I guess. Uh, but he's just so nasty with it. <laughs> he just like dragged this man down a fucking building. <laughs> it, it was pretty great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is an interesting pace. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't have much to say. The action scene was fun as shit. But otherwise, it's like a little bit of an intrigue going on here. I don't know what the fuck is up with these two. I don't know if they're working for him. That's the thing I'm trying to understand. Like which one of them works for this guy? Yeah. 
I'm thinking it's the 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 kid, the 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 guy. Hmm. Yeah, maybe Amai works for him because I don't know. It, it just makes sense, I guess, for some reason. Um. But yeah, this lady seems to have a scorpion hair. I wonder if her things is like poison or something. Yeah, I I was looking at her hair and I was thinking, hmm, I wonder what type of like vehicle that would be. <laughs> and I realized maybe she's not, you know, with that clan in the first place. Maybe it's um, maybe it's like a hook, like a pickup truck hook. And she could yeah. just like put it on a thing. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's all we that have was to say. Cool. Yeah, this is a f- a cool chapter. The action was fun as hell. Uh, very very into it. Uh, I guess we should move on to our next series. Black Clover. This is Black Clover chapter 309. Blink. Uh, last we left off with Black Clover, uh, Finral and Langris tried to do something, but they got fucked. Uh, it's not great. Uh, Finral is currently like impaled. And, shish kebab. Yeah, it's not great. And uh, Baddest shish kebab. What is, baddest? Status. Shish kebab. <laughs> Status shish kebab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, has seemed to have gained a second grimoire, which I don't think has happened ever. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, he's based, uh, and Zeno's like, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what, two grimoires? Mm-hmm. What in the? And then all you see is just these two beams of light sniper shotting his eyeball and some of his wing, and it cuts off the little shish kebab that uh, Finral's attached to. Unless it's not Finral. Skewer. Yeah, the skewer. Langris. Langris. One of the bros. Yeah, one of the space bros. Um, and Zeno's just like, what? And he sees just this like weird pronged thingy. It looks like a star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we get an explanation that Spade Kingdom's royal family has unique magic that has been passed down through generations. Uh, apparently, Yuno's father had sun magic, and his mom had moon magic. So, talk about talk about OP. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, that show with the fairies. Um, Fairly Odd Parents. Nope, Pixie. Oh, Club? The Winx Club. Winx Club. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of them one of one of the one of the girls like they had the power of the sun and the moon or something like that. Ooh. It was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I was just like, "Well, how did you lose? You guys have both like two really strong powers. You guys lost. I forgot. How well, I don't. Who that. knows? Maybe it's maybe it's not all that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not all that to have. Maybe the power they're not the that sun. nice. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, but apparently, both of them together, sun plus moon equals star magic, uh, which is cool. Sure. It's cool. I'll, I think it's cool. Uh, no, I like it. I mean, the lot, I don't think it's supposed to make sense that much. No. Well, the sun is a star. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the sun's a star. It makes sense. I, I think I thought it was pretty cool. Uh you know is now it's like a- sun magic should already be star magic or whatever it's okay <laughs> yeah i like well it. it's the power it's of okay. one sun in particular it's only you only get control of this one star i mean oh but you have I all the see. control of all can he control the sun technically then 
Does he technically kind of have sun magic? Mm. Interesting to think of. Unless we're wrong. Well, he still has wind magic, that's for sure. Yeah, he's got wind magic and star magic. And uh, Zeno, Zeno looks at him like, a son of the royals. And um, the little pixie fairy thing comes out. He's like, I finally feel like I've met the real you, you know. And he's like, yeah, but I can't beat him with star magic alone. So mm. give me my crown form thing. And he turns into his cool crown form. Uh, uh, Finral and, uh, and Langris get up. Uh, Langris is looking all like 12 different types of fucked up. He's just like, yeah, he's like, seriously, what are you? And, uh, his life is in peril. Yeah, he is not doing great, but he's still like trying to play it off. Cool. And he goes like, seriously, what are you? And he looks back and says, the vice captain of the golden dawn. Uh, So, you know, Zeno unleashes a bunch of, uh, fucking like bone skewers at them again. And I guess Yuno is able to make a screen out of like his star things. It's just star magic. Quantum. He puts up a star magic wall and it's just enough to, to stop the. I don't, uh, yeah, I'll take it. The barrage of. The bone skewers. Weird, weirdo skewers. Yeah, the bone skewers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that happened. And he has like a subspace thing. Uh, around him unless like that's what he did right because i think zeno says like you have no way to escape my subspace so did he like put him in his subspace but whatever i guess like he trapped him for a second but then you you know uses his star magic conjunction to i guess like break it oh he, he tele- no he teleported he teleport between stars that's pretty lit that is pretty yeah. fucking cool he teleports between stars and then he makes like he does that like super smash brothers boss move where like a bunch of things form around and then just like a beam comes out of it beams <laughs> yeah you're right uh yeah and it just like rips puts a hole to his body yeah zen was like whoa mm. uh, and he's like i want to crush you so he just goes crazy with the bones just scattering them everywhere as uh they both get closer to each other with their with their respective magic swords and it ends on a two-page spread with both of them clashing saying i'm the one who will win uh pretty pretty dope chapter i'm not gonna lie i enjoyed this quite a bit um, this is the audience's really good chapter of the week poll. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Uh, yeah, I thought this was cool. I think Yuno's power is cool. This is a really good chapter. Yeah, I, so. I would say so myself as well. Um, uh, is it mine? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it mine. <laughs> if it's not, it only leaves one other. Yeah, I feel like this is it for me. It's just cool. Uh, just overall a cool power. And um, very cool like character development continuing for Yuno. Uh, very into it. Uh, I don't have uh, much else to say about it. Do you? Nah, man. I was... Just excited. Hell yeah. Can't wait for the next week. It's not on break, unlike some other series. My hero. Um, But yeah, yeah. 
that's all that's all I gotta say about Black Clover. I guess we could move onward. <laughs> Batman. We're starting off with our uh American comics. We only have two this week. Uh starting with Batman number one hundred and fifteen. Uh this is the continuing Fear State little finale run that uh James Tinian is going on for his run. Uh last we left off, uh Simon Saint just got his boy killed. Uh <laughs> so, you know, he is just like having not a great time over it. Um he's really just like losing his mind. He's uh, having a meltdown. Yeah, he's like, get me his body, maybe I can save his brain. I could put his brain into a thing and make his brain it's the crazier things have happened. There is right. actually a person like that in the DC universe. You know, there's the there's the thing in the brain that hangs out with the gorilla that evil mm-hmm. Concarne is based off of, I think. Uh, but yeah, he's like, please let me evil Concarne, my boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they get a call from the mayor's office and he's just like, not now I'm mourning, my boy, <laughs> my assistant. He dubbed the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> He said, fuck you, yeah, mayor. I'll call you later. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, he can't end on a mayor. That's crazy. Yeah, he's like, Ricardo, what have I done to you? And I'm like, yeah, this is your genuine fault. This was all you. I don't know why you thought this was a good idea. Um, so one guy just pulls up to him and is like, Mr. Saint, sir, you should know that uh, I did some digging, and apparently Poison Ivy has created an underground society of plants. And she has the potential to just basically destroy the entire city tomorrow if she wanted to. And Simon say like loses his mind. He says Gotham City is insane. It is filled with dangerous criminals and they should all be destroyed. And I'm like, I mean, you new here, bro? <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah, obviously. You're brand new. You don't even know. You you thought it was gonna be sweet over here. Batman's broke. You think this is gonna be nice? Batman's broke right now. He has no access to, like, his millions to make new gadgets to hold people off. It's not a good time for Gotham right now. So, basically, he goes in and he, like, demands everyone to gather around because he has a new target for them. And we can guess what that is based on the context. Uh, Meanwhile, Miracle Molly is, like, hurt. Oh, yeah, she got shot, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, she got shot. So, she's, like, I guess trying to survive through that. And Poison Ivy pulls up and is like, oh, I can heal, heal her. I could have healed her this entire time. Uh, and uh, Yeah, I'm going to decide to do it now. Yeah. And Master Wise basically gives us his origin story. Apparently, he was the Dormouse once, uh, which is the faithful sidekick of the Mad Hatter. Uh, all right. <laughs> Good to know. It's a lateral move, <laughs> I guess. I, right. I I guess it's fine. Cool. The da- the door mouse. What a what a shock. You were the sidekick of a sea le- sea list villain. Sick. <laughs> yeah, sea list lunatic as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, and he's basically talking with Poison Ivy. Is just like, yo, we used to do like mind control shit with hats, and you know, try to do cool shit with hats like a mind machine or whatever but your powers are just like so fucking strong what else can you do besides healing people um and that's when we cut to the sewers 
where uh, <laughs> Sean is not doing great. Peacekeeper 01 is suffering right now. He is just like walking along like, fuck, it hurts. I can't feel my hand. What did I do? Oh, God, what did I do? And uh, Scarecrow is just right next to him saying, you did what you had to for Gotham. Uh, come with me. You can save Gotham still. And he falls. He follows the Scarecrow. That's when we cut over to Batman and Miracle Molly, because Miracle Molly has an idea of how to stop the mind machine. Uh, and uh, they basically have a conversation about, like, you're pretty calm considering what's happening. Like, I thought you'd be, aren't you scared? And Batman's like, yeah, I'm scared, but uh, not just scared. I'm also angry. But you know what? I got friends. I'm not alone anymore. I have, like, so many other characters that love me here. I have, like, a whole-ass family and villains turned heroes trying to do the thing we get glimpses of all the other fear state stuff happening with harley quinn and the poison ivy with this character happening up uh, assumingly in the Catwoman books uh ghost maker's chilling on his own we know what's happening in night nightwing where he uh convinced barbara to put back the bat batgirl suit get back into action uh the other batgirls are out there uh tim drake and the signal are out there Renee Montoya's sitting at her desk. Um, and I guess this is like the new Batman that I don't, uh, the, the Fox, Tim Fox Batman, who's uh, skulking around. Um, so yeah, Batman's basically like, I got my Nakama now. Anything's possible. Uh, so we get to Gotham 2.0, which is basically the headquarters of, um, what's it called, of the uh, Unsanity Collective. And basically, uh, Miracle Molly explains like, yeah, Scarecrow is just trying to use the mind machine thing. And we've had it the whole time. So like he's basically trying to unload a bunch of people's trauma, like a trauma bomb on the city. Trauma bomb. Uh, to, to, wow. uh, to shock the system of all the Gothamites and make them stronger using the collective trauma of everybody in the city, which is knowing Gotham City pretty traumatic uh i assume that literally there's not a single citizen that isn't ridiculously traumatized by living here so ready right this is probably the the wor- the like the most deadly plan ever considering that it is gotham trauma that we're dealing with um but yeah they get to the computer and that's when the big beefy dude that we've seen before uh i thought he was dead uh but he survived and under the scarecrow's influence comes in. Turns out he's been like just guarding the mind machine the entire time. Uh, and he's under scarecrow's mind control. So, you know, basically they have to like try to find a way through his gauntlets because they can't really convince him. Otherwise he's not going to listen to reason. Uh, Apparently his gauntlets are like almost as strong as Superman, which is like, what? Yeah, he should have obliterated Batman. Does that right? happen? Like Batman should be huh? paced on the wall if that's true. But no, he's that real of a nigga, though. <laughs> I mean, that is. Can't true. forget. I will say that he that is that is undeniably true. Well, you done the amount of training that Batman's done. You get to survive stuff like that. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So Miracle Molly is like, well, I can turn off the gauntlets because I made them, and I'm a lot smarter than I used to be when I made them. So. Let me do my thing. And uh, she just does her uh, Miracle Molly thing, deactivates the gauntlets, uh, and Batman just raffle stomps this dude and then injects him with the anti-Scarecrow uh, 
syringe. And he's like, he'll be okay. So in a day. Yeah, he'll you know he'll sleep for a while and you know it'll be fine. Um, so basically, Miracle Molly thinks like, yeah, but this proves me right. Scarecrow has the mind machine. He moved it off site when everyone was busy with the magistrate, and he's like, could you build something that could track it? Uh, and he's like, she's like, I'll try. Uh, let's go to the Miracle Room where she, you know, I guess her workshop where she makes all her tools. Uh, and that's when we cut over to Scarecrow, who is got the entire mind mind machine set up in the sewer, <laughs> just like vibing there. And he convinces Mahoney to get in there and put on the mind, uh, the mind machine thing. Uh, and the issue ends back at Eden in Poison Ivy's hideout, where she's just vibing like, oh, this was a mistake to let these people in, wasn't it? And then all of a sudden she senses trouble and trouble there is as the magistrate pulls up to Eden and uh, is about to fuck shit up. So not great. Simon is just like, good. Now bring me Ivy's head with his tongue all out. Like, bring me yeah. Ivy's head. The was going out of his mouth. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, like an animal. It's like, calm down, dude. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I told you he's, he's way out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I guess this is, I guess this is my VGI out of the two of them. But it was a very, I guess, average Batman comic. Man, I don't want to give it to VGI. But I guess I give it to Batman as well. Yeah. Certified VGI. Yeah, I feel like this is just like a ton of setup and all stuff. I think the premise of Scarecrow's plan is interesting, but eh, I'm not like. It's like, like kind of a whack. <laughs> I'm just like meh. It's kind of whack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm sure the next issue is gonna be lit. Scarecrow's about to upgrade this dude. Yeah, it all Mahoney depends. Mahoney and turn him into like just a just a super scared man, just a very scared boy. I mean, I mean, I guess like the assumption is that he's gonna get traumatized and then fight through the trauma and then just be a zombie Captain America. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm here for it, I guess. Batman better be able to take a shield to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say that I did like the two-page spread where we see what everyone else is doing. I think that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, that was nice. I like those moments. Yeah. You know, a little bit of inclusion with the entire story. Uh, I'm here for it. But in any case, that's all we really got to say about Batman. No need to linger. Uh, let's move onward. We only have one X-Book this week, which is extremely rare, uh, and we've got uh, the trial of Magneto number three. Uh, last we left off, uh, Magneto was going crazy. <laughs> just he admitted to the murder of Wanda, and he just started fucking shit up. Uh, the Avengers pulled up to help, uh, and yeah, it, it wasn't looking good. And the issue ended with uh, the Scarlet Witch. Reemerging out of nowhere and making out with the vision first thing she uh, first, first thing first chance she got she just started lip locking with the robot and uh, that we start basically right there uh, she separates and vision is like Wanda I'm so relieved to see you alive but I I admit confusion uh, I had not yet finished grieving my late wife when I had to grieve you and she's like what wife what uh, and everybody is much confused. Uh, 
So, you know, it's not great. Uh, all of a sudden, Magneto starts getting f- fucked up by Northstar. He pulls up and Again. Just jumps him because he threatened Kyle, uh, his human husband, which is fair. The guy's a human. Why are you, like, holding humans? It's, almost, it's very unfair. Uh, it's not cool. Um, so yeah, they're about to go in for dinner and try to like unpack what just fucking happened here. Um, and they run into, uh, Speed and, uh, uh, Wiccan who are, uh, Wanda's children. Although like it is confusing. Like how did Billy even know? I I guess like he was dealing with annihilation at that point and just decided to dip, but he's just like, well, let's go. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, Billy immediately knows the deal. He's like, all right, that's not my mom. And uh, they're like, because she, Scarlet Witch does not remember them. So they're like, this is like a wander from the past or some shit. Um, right, right. Uh, which, which they're about to mention, like, what was probably the case. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rachel tries to read her mind and get her memories going. And she doesn't remember anything almost. Uh, nothing of value, obviously. So they decided to upload some memories within her. Uh, they give her all the cool memories that she had, including when she genocided all the mutants. Uh, all the cool moments, huh? All the fun times that they had with Wanda. <laughs> uh, Even the more recent thing with the staff of Wakatoom. Yeah, I feel like they just like threw that in there. It's like, oh yeah, don't forget this. You totally did this. Uh, so yep. they, they're not, that was OD. They're not going to let that go ever. Uh and that's when the they start to hear a rumble, and they're like, "What's that?" And then all of a sudden, three huge monsters have appeared from the water, and everybody's like, "What? All right." Well, I was like, "Too what? <laughs> Why? Why is this happening?" Okay. So, you know, uh, they're like, "All right, I guess we got to deal with these monsters because they're all attacking Krakoa at the same time." Uh, so Cyclops entrusts uh, North Star to kind of just divide up everybody, take point on the situation, uh, since he's kind of the head guy of the investigation anyway, so it makes sense. Um, and, yeah, everybody goes off to fight the kaiju, but the kaiju are just too nice with it. They're just... They're, it's really tough to take them down. Uh, everybody's having a bit of a tough time. Uh, and they think, like, they're acting like this is it, doomsday style. They're just like, fuck... What are we going to do? We'll hold them off for as long as we can. And uh, we get a big two-page spread with assorted different font word letters saying, spread, spin the wheel. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's when we get another epilogue like we did with the last couple chapters with uh, Wanda walking through time-space things, and then she's like being chased... Sure by this white cloaked figure and at this point i was like oh i bet i bet i know who this is i feel like i saw this moon knight no (laughs) my my honestly my first initial thought was like moon knight but then i then i thought about it for a second i was like i know i probably punch would be way too scared yeah um so yeah she falls through and then she realizes that this place is made out of chaos magic and she's uh she's given this axe and this white cloaked figure has like a sword and she's like, I'm supposed to kill you. And she cuts this person in half. Uh, and there's just this compass underneath her body or something. Yeah. Shit is wild. Yeah. It's a little weird. And then the cloak figure's okay though. 
she she emerges from the back and she's like uh Wanda's like chaos magic this place is made of chaos magic it is of me you will not kill me in this place again and she's like finally you figured it out and she removes her hood and it turns out that it is an older Wanda whoa as soon as like she started like to like she merged from like the back of whatever the, was showing her the the kaiju she was, I was like oh, the old Wanda this is an older Wanda it's Wanda of some sort right that's showing the if well I don't know I didn't make that inference at all yeah I had no idea yeah so I, I don't know what the hell to expect so yeah Marvel's doing this thing where they just keep introducing older versions of characters. It's like there's old lady Wanda, there's old man Peter Quill. Now there's like old man Hawkeye. There's like a bunch of them. They do a lot. Really? You know. And that's where this issue ends. Uh, Trial of Magneto's weird. <laughs> I like the very. I like the first issue, and even the second issue quite a bit. And this felt like like, all right. <laughs> Where's what this going? the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, this kaiju shit really threw me for a loop. I'm not. Sure. It feels kind of random. Uh, and they're like, and it's really hard for these guys to deal with. Like that's Iron Man that's there. Yeah, these are the Avengers, and yes, the Wasp is there for some reason. But whatever, I'm sure she could do stuff. What if, what agenda are they pushing on us with the Wasp? I don't know. Because is there another Ant Man and Wasp movie coming out. Is there is another Ant Man and Wasp movie coming out, but it's not till next year. Soon. I, like, what's going on? It's very weird because, like, she's not even part of the lineup in the Avengers series. Like, she's not on that lineup, right? I'm not bugging. I'm but not... she's, like, on the original one? I, I mean, she is an Avenger, but, like, they don't have that big a team anymore. So, the fuck? It's a weird inclusion. I feel like they... It's a plot. Thor wasn't mm-hmm. there. Hulk wasn't there. Yeah, I don't know. People... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this uh, chapter, this issue kind of like threw us for a loop. I don't really know how to feel about it, really. I guess like it'll be informed by what happens next, but I'm kind of like falling out of love with the trial of Magneto. Um, it just feels like a uh, get over with it already. <laughs> why is everything? Why does that to be so yeah, like, weird? Come on, Inferno's already here. Like this is lackluster. Yeah, compared to Inferno, especially, it's just like this could have been in um in in X. Uh... What was it? What was the name of the series? X Factor. X Factor. It's also yeah. like I was I was stoked for an actual like real investigation type thing, like a smart mystery thing. But it's just like here's giant. Thi- here's a few battles. These are just fights that are happening because I don't think we believe you guys. To, we trust you guys to have an attention span. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I guess that is what it feels like. Like they're like, yeah, then then I can follow along. Yeah, might as well make it. Ah man, yeah, this definitely wasn't in Hickman's plans. <laughs> Trial of Magneto. He seen that shit and probably raised a brow. Like, hmm. mm. maybe it was. Maybe this particular idea was probably part of his plan. But he, I don't know. Because I I can't imagine that he's not going to use it. Because there's a reason Scarlet Witch is even like a thing in this Krakoa era. You know. Like, from the beginning, they made it a clear... Like, even Hickman himself in, like, House of Powers Effects, they made it clear that Wanda is not really welcome there. So I feel like this is supposed to be the bookend to that. But we'll find out. That's fair. Um, it, I was also thinking... Mm, 
I kind of lost. Ah, I had the I had the idea in my head. I kind of lost it. Um, but it was okay. I think that this event what's really serving as is a um a way to kind of reboot the character. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, just me we can't not have Scarlet Witch around. Because she's getting really popular, <laughs> yeah. like in she's in getting me, big in the know, movies, mainstream. Yeah. I'm serious. No, I I know. Hey, don't I know it? Yeah, oh, yeah, so, like, I, I think that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, underwhelming, but what are you going to do? Um, I suppose we should uh, move onward. <laughs> Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck Chapter 83, The Lives You Wager Shall Be. Um, we get back to the Union headquarters, where there are apparently other people work there. I forgot that they have, like, a whole organization going on. Um, and they're just like watching this whole thing. Uh, I don't know why. I, who are these people? <laughs> it's beats me. Uh, they're just vibing. Um, I think they work for Union, man. That's... They do work for Union, but I'm like, have they been there the whole time? Hmm. I yes. I feel like this, this is the first person seems familiar with the hair, with the long hair and the headband. She looks like the other guy with the long hair and the headband. Right, a little bit, but who is this person? Yeah, maybe we're not remembering. If you guys remember who these people are, maybe like let us yeah, know. Yeah, please. Because I am drawing a blank. And you know, it's not a big deal. Honestly, it's not a bad thing at all. I'm just like, who are these people? <laughs> uh, I forgot. I, I didn't people know that. People you... care about. That's what really matters at yeah. the end of the day. I mean, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Um, last we left off, Andy and Billy have been squaring off doing the thing they uh they basically fought to a standstill uh and uh andy convinced billy to uh to give fuko a chance and let her try give it a shot to killing spring uh and we cut to that uh she has arrived to where spring is and spring is like you've come here alone should that be called courageous or simply foolish be foolish don't dare mock me this way trite human vessel bright <laughs> spicy wow. language um and um fuko says um i've come to talk to you and the people who are watching are just like what talk to what it's in conversation fuko Fu- come on fuko uh and oh, that's yeah she basically explains that like i've been watching the entire time and i wanted to get to know you because as you sat here alone like as you sat here and watched people turn to cherry trees and you drank sake the whole time, you look pretty you look pretty stoked. But now that you like when the whenever it was night, you looked extremely lonely. And uh since you didn't directly attack people, maybe you just had something you needed to talk about, you know, some uh talk therapy. So, you know, what's uh, what's on your mind, bud? And that's when spring just starts to like laugh. It's like a human wishes to chat wishes to chat with me. A UMA. Uma Therma. Uma Therma. <laughs> and he says, these are the... He pulls out a scroll. He goes like, here are the names of those who have been claimed by my hand. And I'm like, damn. He wrote... He, he wrote down their names. <laughs> what a petty bitch. He's like, I am not going to forget you. Uh, and he explains that in olden Edo, cherry trees were reviled as being sinister. Damn, did, were they? Uh, I didn't know that. 
They were, I, yeah, I wasn't aware of that either. Nice uh, little, I mean, I don't know if this is just, uh, real, but, you know, nice little history lesson where he was like, they were signs of ill omen and they were reviled. When I was found out as a demon of blossoms by the likes of man, they fucking hated me and they chased me and they beat me with wooden swords. I got a lump on my head. He was just a head. What the hell? Yeah, he looked like uh, the very first stage of Digimon, like a baby. Yes. Yeah, where they're just heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, tis the reason cherry trees are the things I turned them all into. So he says, I have employed a game of chance and bested them. Hence, should you oppose me too, my luck would prevail. Hmm. Well, funny you should say that, Spring. <laughs> Guess who you're up against. Uh, and uh, Foucault says, I get it. I get why you hate humans and why you're fixated on games of chance. But let me just say this. I love cherry blossoms. Uh, a long time ago, there were wars and everybody was sensitive about death. That's why they started to associate it with the fleeting nature of cherry blossoms. Nowadays, people are just focused on new encounters and new journeys, and it's cherry blossoms that ho- help evoke that imagery. And that's kind of nice. What a nice thing to say. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah, she explains that I negate the luck of anyone I touch. Unluck. I tried my best to attend school, but dropped out halfway. Um, and, but I saw, and whenever I look out of the window, I would see beautiful cherry blossoms and the people enjoying them. Uh, True that. Oh, the springtime of youth. Oh, my springtime of youth. <laughs> <laughs> that was clean. <laughs> that was clean. 10 out of 10, bro. Hell yeah. I might make that a drop. <laughs> Please. Uh, but... but yeah, that is such an important thing to Japanese people. To us, it's just high school. Yeah. Uh, Most of the time, it's kind of trash. Yeah, it is sometimes and it's pretty cool. Agreed. It's funny because like this, all this positive vibes is getting to spring, and he's like, ah, no, ah, what is this? Uh, and no, fuck that. <laughs> he says, run away, run away, no, bet away, bet away. <laughs> right I, in my mind, I don't think it was sinister. I think he just got very enthusiastic. Yeah, no. And, and 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 you know, better hungry. Yeah, he's like, all right, gambling debt. So he turns into the draft. He, he turns into the DraftKings UMA, and yes. he is just like, this is the gambling den of the mighty blossoms. The score shall be settled in three decisive rounds. Uh, and he says, the lives you will rage wa- you wager shall be one hundred thousand total. I'm like, damn. <laughs> oh, man. That is not good. Uh, and she, uh, he, this is his phase three form, uh, which looks a lot which like. Which nobody knew existed. It looks very similar um, to the fucking guy from Annie's Lobby. You know, he's got the whole vibe going. Um, I'm forgetting his name. The one that got tossed by Chopper. Kumadori. Kumadori. Yeah. yeah. He kind of looks like Kumadori there. Uh, and he's yeah. So fuko has got to bet a hundred thousand lives. She asks, like, will my life alone not do? And he goes, most <laughs> certainly not. Absolutely not. No. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Did you hear what I said? What do you think? So you think you're more than one? Oh, you fuck, think you're special? Fuck, fuck ten. Fuck hundred thousand. Wow, what a protagonist! Such a such a conceited protagonist. 
so he basically says, should you win? You're dirt from go. Should you should you win this bet? The Blossom's lives and my core shall be yours to take. Should you lose, the lives you have wagered shall join them. The bevy of Blossoms. Uh, sure. He says, now then, come hither, those who serve as this girl's capital. Come forth. Uh, so she basically, like, the people in Union are like, 100,000, eh? You think the Union could cover it? And they're like, of course it can. If we get every branch together, we'll have change to spare. How big is Union? I don't even remember being this big a deal. There's, like, multiple bases and employees. I, I don't remember that. I thought it was just... It was when they were the bad guys. I guess. It's oh. just Billy went to do his own thing. He did the most. Not only that, but Billy like... It's still an organization. It turns out 100,000 people work for un, for a union. That's a lot of fucking people. That's basically what they're saying is like, if we get every branch together, we'll have change to spare. Oh, wow. I, I overread all of that. I just... Over yeah, 100,000 people work for... Yeah, they got branches around the world. How do you think they get around and have... I guess. I don't know, man. I'm speaking on my ass hey, right now. Hey, listen. It's not that big a deal. I, I'm just in a state of shock. Was like, I don't even remember that many people being part of Union, but it's whatever. In any case, uh, he's like, do you dare to stay up? To step up? Nay, none of you are, su- are able. Such as man's nature. None shall dare wager their lives on the likes of a mere child. Damn, what a shit talker. <laughs> he's like, y'all too pussy. You can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I smell pussy. It's not good. So, uh, Fuko yells out, is like, I can beat you with my unluck. Everyone at the union, please, so I can get to know Springmore. So I can get that, so I can get to love Springmore. I ask you, please. And as you see, like, them all being teleported over to the top of the tower, she yells out, put your lives in my hands. And you see them, they all turn into game pieces, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, cool. I wasn't expecting that. And the chapter ends as the games will begin, I guess. Uh, this was a... I caught Billy was like, what's that? Whoa. <laughs> Spirit bomb? Oh. Are you, is she gathering her energy up there? Technically, Whoa. I guess. Whoa. that what you was talking about on the... Damn. Undead? Damn. I was on the wrong side Whoa. this whole time. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I yeah, this was a cool chapter. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um Yeah, this is obviously my RGC. Yo Certified RGC Certified RGC Certified RGC What'd you like about it? Um I like the dialogue between her and um Spring. Mm. Even though I we Cracked a lot of jokes about the spring of youth. I like how she was basically presenting him a, a different perspective. I'm not how to look at it. You know, it's like, hey, you know, he's looking at it this way, but um, this made me feel such a way. So yeah, it was nice the way I guess she said that she was looking at him. Yeah. And, and uh, noticed, showed like the heart and humanity she has. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's. You could look at it as kind of cheesy, but I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. No, I, I, I and I was really looking it. forward to seeing Fuko in this one-on-one fight, even if it's just a game. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the game is, and uh, it'll be. Pro- it's been nice to get this little like look into the 
the significance, the cultural significance behind cherry blossoms as well. Um, yeah, that was nice. As something as so prevalent in all of manga, it, it is cool to see like this little like this is why they're important to us. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But I guess we should uh, move onward then. What a great chapter of Undead Unluck. Let's go. Boruto. 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 This is Boruto chapter 63. Ask no questions. Uh, last we left. You a- already know. <laughs> you already know. This is a cool color page, by the way. I did enjoy this one. Um, so in any case, last we left off, Kawaki is, uh, was about to give himself up, uh, to code so that, uh, Naruto wouldn't get like smashed by code because he is just, he's just a man now. Super mid. Yeah. He's very mid. He's Hokage mid. Uh, and Boruto, uh, followed him over to where he's at because he could track him because he's no Totsuki. So now Everybody's confronting Code at this moment. Uh, Code is like, uh, the fuck is going on here? And um, I keep forgetting this girl's name, but uh, the the girl that is uh, is working with Code is like, as you can see, Boruto's here. He tracked Kawaki here using his Otosuki karma thing. So, you know, it's not... Yeah, deal with him, I guess. Uh and back with Boruto and Kawaki. Kawaki's trying to get Boruto to leave. Just being like, yo, dude, get out of here. This is my fight, blah, blah, blah. And Boruto's like, I know you're just trying to protect my dad. Uh, but, you know, we both have the right to do that now. I have the right to protect you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and uh, that's when Kawaki's like, no, I, I, I'm trying to do this. Even if it costs me my life, I want to talk to them, to whoever you're yeah. working for. Because I know that you're like, you left me alive, and uh, you're you're not really going after Boruto. So who, you're working for someone who has enough influence like that. So I want to talk to them. And the girl's like, Kawaki wants to meet me. Oh my! Kawaki. Uh, so yeah, basically, Code's like, you're pretty sharp. Are you sure? Not that I know or care. You know. You have no idea what kind of ridiculous demand they might throw at you. So he he puts out his like Ferragamo <clears> belt. <throat> and he's like, step inside my cool teleportation belt. Uh so uh he's about to do it, but Boruto's like, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do that. Uh he uh they they get into a continuous argument here. He's like, I'm trying to save Naruto, and then Boruto punches him in the face and is like you, I get that you're trying to protect dad. However, at the same time, it's my right to protect you. Right, bro? And the girl's okay. like, oh my, seriously? That's, That's so, so hot. <laughs> oh, come on, Kishimoto. Oh, man. He just got back to like... <laughs> He just doesn't know how to write women, does he? He just doesn't. He just doesn't know. He doesn't know what you what white females are. And it's just like, from the boy's perspective, and he does not care. Yeah, it's He's like I don't make manga for stupid girls. <laughs> yeah, kids, <laughs> for right? stupid he dumb has, dumb girls. He has like a wife and kid, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, he but does. So like, <laughs> I to, it's it's just by by chance. Yeah. How does he still act like he has never talked 
to a woman in the day of his well, life. Well, you guys uh, remember a little series called Samurai 8, right? Uh, we, he obviously has not improved. That. Um, that's not. It's, it's a shame that's one of the lessons he didn't learn from Samurai 8. It's just like how to not just relate every woman's arc to just a boy. You know, Yo, the, from the moment she started, we knew, like, oh, this girl's going to be a sappy pushover. Yeah. But now we get into Code and Boruto's conversation, where Code's like, we haven't met before. I'm Code. I worship the Osasuki and have, and have inherited their grand will. And Boruto's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> Boruto's just like, fuck off, loser. I don't give a fuck. Uh, and uh, Code's like, well, to be absolutely honest, I revere you because Osasuki are my faith. It's like if Jesus came down, you're Jesus, basically, to me. Uh, Borto's like, fucking what? <laughs> and he's like, that's why it pains me. I have to feed you to the tree. It's too cruel for a task for a devout follower like me. Uh, but yeah, he's like, man, well, then go home. You don't have to do this. Code's like, no way. This is a perfect no way. This is a perfect opportunity to test the quality of the intended sacrifice without anyone interfering. And you see his D Gray Man hand forming from underneath his cloak. <laughs> uh, so, basically, like Kawaki says, "Run, Borto! You have no chance of winning." But Borto's like, "Hey, don't fucking! Uh, I don't! I don't generally make assumptions about someone I'm." after first meeting them, but I think it's safe to say that he's a psycho that won't listen to anything I tell him. So my only choice he is... He is a psycho. Yeah, is to, is to kick his buff. As he turns into his karma form, pretty cool. Borto's about to square up. Meanwhile, Naruto, pretty lit. Pretty lit. Naruto is, like, still in Konoha. <laughs> I think he... Is he still, like, in his room? Like, huh? Was Borto lying? Borto... Borto... Borto's in, like... His Hokage place or whatever. No, Borto Borto left like last chapter. He's already where Kawaki is. Naruto's still in in Boruto's room. If you look, I he's think so. he's telepathically talking to Eno in her headquarters. That's lit. But you do see that like she's still with the fucking Nin, the 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 fucking mind ninja in his room. Oh yeah, Naruto must still be home. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Naruto? He left like. 15 minutes yeah, but ago. Bar- he doesn't know that. He didn't know that. No, I'm saying like the elapsed time. It's like, because Naruto, yeah, Bor- Borto's already where Kawaki is, and Naruto just noticed that he's gone. I mean, Borto snuck out. No, I know that. I'm and, just saying he just and didn't there's notice- a there's a clear there's a clear uh there's a clear thing where it shows that people with karma have some way of like going under the radar of under chakra stuff. So no, I get that. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, how long has he just been standing in Boruto's room? If Boruto's already where this guy is, where Kawaki is, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Maybe two minutes. Hmm. Because they move super fast. That's fair. Whatever. Yeah, Boruto. Boruto's probably really fast. This he is... is named Bolt, after all. It's still not looking good for Naruto. <laughs> I will. I mean, this is my favorite part of the comic. Well, up. Where uh, Boruto starts squaring up with Code. And it is pretty no. fire. No. I was talking about uh, Naruto's conversation with uh, 
this stupid uh <laughs> stupid sensory ninja yeah he's, he's i'm so sorry he's yelling out the uh, window he's like where's boruto and he's like uh sorry boss yeah, he's just kind of trash he's kind of bad he at really job. is bad he's at his job all around horrible <laughs> and he knows it you know that like one thing where he's like calling out to him you know you, that's the face of a guy who's like ah shit you ever done like a job that you know you were not qualified oh. for, and you get called? Out? <laughs> You're like, oh shit! Ooh. Whoops! <laughs> well, I'm about to get reprimanded. Back to the Seven Eleven with me. Fired. <laughs> uh, all right, so Boruto is now squaring up with Code. Uh, it's a pretty. F- I like the fight quite a bit. He uh, is a lot of like. Rus- classic ninja moves. He's using the Rasengan. Uh, Code teleports using his uh, kinky belt things. Uh, he gets like sliced. It's a lot. Of- he th- Naruto throws a-, a Boruto throws a ninja star. Wow. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa buddy, sure come on. Is. Why no, do you- ninja star? Yeah, he's like yeah. Uh, Code bats them away because they are ninja stars, but one of them turns out to be Boruto clone, which is pretty cool. Uh, he tur- one of the sh- uh, shuriken turns into Boruto, and Boruto tosses lightning at him. Pretty sick, liked it. Pretty cool. But oh, he used a light uh, a lightning jutsu without the glove. Interesting. Yeah, um, he learned that a while ago. Thunderbolt. It's a thunderbolt move. Maybe he has lightning style jutsu. He does. Uh, oh, he does. That's his element. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, but Code teleported away again, um, and Code emerges from behind a tree. Is like, not bad. This is fun fighting a ninja. However, you're an amateur when it comes to karma, and uh, Code initiates his white karma. Uh, Boruto oh. is shocked. There's a little bit of uh, a kinky belt sneaking up. I think I see. There's a reason they show him by his feet or whatever. I think like he's. He's doing something shady, and uh, he lunges after uh, Boruto. Boruto gets elbowed in the face, personal file style, uh, and he's just on the ground. He just he's just getting raffle stomped by Code at this point. Uh, Kawaki says, "No surprise there. It's what I expected at this point." I'm like, "Shit, yeah, so, so mean, Kawaki. Not helpful." <laughs> uh, and he says, do you know why you get drastically stronger when you activate karma? And we learned that is because uh, it's the increased physical speed and power uh, because uh, there's just constant continuation and improvement from uh, the combat experience of the Otsusuki. So, you know, he's just getting all of their knowledge and their skill and their power collectively over their immortal lives, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh and Code keeps, like, pushing him to, like, unlock his true potential. He's about to raffle stomp him. Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Fuck me up with your with all your power! <laughs> Please, I beg you, Ninja Jesus! Uh, and he stomps down, but Boruto's just, like, maybe a couple feet to the left. And he's, like, surrounded in Otsusuki aura. And uh, he's, like, emerging, and that's where the chapter ends, where Boruto in his Ososuke form, looking kind of out of control. Maybe uh, maybe Momo, Momoshiki's back. Maybe in just a smaller way. 
Or maybe Boruto's just like this is him learning how to control and uh, gaining mastery over the ability. But who knows? But uh, honestly, pretty excited about it. I thought the the fight was pretty cool. I thought the chapter was fine. Uh, I don't um, I, I I did appreciate the, the continuing use of jutsu. Like that, it's not completely useless right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? I not don't... completely this, useless. This. Uh, I want to say this is RGC, but. There I usually don't one. count the monthlies, but it, unless it's really good. Yeah. Like, I want it. I want it. I mean, I want to give this RGC, but the way that you. Like, if you take out those scenes with the girl, like, this is a good chapter. I think it's a good chapter overall. I mean, you know, the thing with Kishimoto. Like, this is a better chapter. Kishimoto like really writing chapter. women terribly is not new. So, I'm almost. The only reason I react strongly to it now is that it's been a while. But. At this point, it's like whatever. This is just what he does. But I, I would say this is like a fine chapter. I didn't, um, I didn't have any like negative feelings towards it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have uh, all that much to say about it. I suppose uh, fun chapter, fun fight. Uh, I guess we should move on to our final series, boys. Dragon Ball Super. You know what? This was actually a really entertaining chapter. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Dragon Ball Super Chapter 77, Bardock, Father of Goku. Um, we open with kind of a flashback to 40 years ago on the planet Serial, uh, where the Cerulean's lived in harmony, and everything changed when the Saiyans attacked. Uh, For no reason, seemingly, too. Yeah. They just pulled up and started... Well, this is crazy. what they do. They just, like, go to planets and destroy them for Frieza, so Frieza can sell them on the black... Like, he sells planets... What the hell? Yeah, that, that was his thing, is that he would use the Saiyans as, like, population control so he could just, like, basically take over the planet and, like, sell it to the highest bidder. Um, so, yeah, apparently Cerule the planet Serial was not a place just for the Cerulians. There was a tribe of Namekians there as well that all got raffle stomped by the Saiyans that landed there. Yeah, um, they all got bodies. They all immediately went into their Ozuru forms and fucking shit up. Uh, killed everyone. It's Ozuru forms? That's the name of the great apes. The monkey? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah everyone's dead except for uh, Monaito, I think his name is. The Sa the Namekian that survived to be a friend of, of Granola. Um, the, the elder, the Namekian elder that lived on planet Serial gave him the, the, dra the two Dragon Balls of uh, the planet Serial. Um, and he found him, uh, Monaito found himself the last surviving Namekian on, on the planet Serial. Uh, the Cerulean's did not fare much better. So they just got fucked up left and right by the Ozuru. Bardock's Ozuru uh, just happens to find uh, Bardock, uh, not Bardock, Granola's mom and Granola hiding out. Just the mere sight of the fucking giant monkey causes young uh granola to pass out in shock and um the mom starts freaking out as the battle continues outside uh this one brave cerulean dude manages to take one of the ozaru out and uh destroy the moon in general turning the saiyans back into their regular forms uh right it looks like nappa's here because nappa pulls up and i guess kills this guy <laughs> 
this guy looks a lot like oh Napa when he him. has hair right mm-hmm. like a young Napa. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, nice little. That's callback. a good catch. I didn't think about that. It's a nice little callback. Um, and we cut back to inside uh, Granola's house as Granola's mom is just like staring down the Saiyan that would dare try to attack her child, and it is Bardock, father of Goku. Uh, he's standing there in a big splash page. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, she tries to shoot him and manages to actually get a scratch on him. And this whole ordeal reminds him of back home with his wife, who own deadbeat ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he hasn't been there in months. Uh, and uh, Raditz is there. You see a little Raditz as well. Um. I wish I'd seen like it's interesting. This would have been a fun opportunity to see a little bit more of Rad because Raditz is Goku's brother, and like we don't see like the interaction that he has with his dad. Man, he got smoked already. He, he tried did get to smoked, but I, I you know, it, it's a big deal that he's Goku's brother, and then he just gets smoked in the first arc of Dragon Ball Z. Hey, it is what it is. He tried to take over the world. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he deserved it. I'm just saying. Um. So yeah, Goku is is a baby at this point, and he's in this little water tube because I guess this is how Saiyans are cradled in straight up a water, <laughs> just submerged in water. Um, and they they didn't even name him yet, so they're like, "What do you want to name him?" And he's and they call him Kakarot, which is cool. Uh, we see we get to see his mom loving on him a little bit. It's very cute. Um, and these memories are just kind of fresh in Bardock's head as he's watching this mother protect her child. Um, as one of the Saiyan dudes uh, pulls up and is like, Bardock, sir, we're looking for you. We're uh, done here. Uh, we have orders to leave. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll be there. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, get out of here, bro. Get out of here, Leek. His name is Leek. Because <laughs> all, they're all named after vegetables. The vegetable, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, Speaking of names... Yeah. The mom's name? Yeah, we uh, get to know the mom as he shoes away the Saiyan, and uh, Bardock has, I guess, decided to save them. Uh, I forget the name of the mom. We learn it. Like, oh, her name is Muzeli. Muzli. M- sorry, Muzli. Uh, Josh says. Which is a type of cereal. It's a type of cereal. I mean, consistent naming. That's important in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Monado tries to do something to Bardock. But Bardock's a Saiyan, so he's like, "Whoa, you got, you got your power level jumped to 213." Well, I guess that explains how you managed to keep hidden because you're weak, bro. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's basically here to kind of like, you know, protect Muesli. Muesli. What's Muesli? Is what kind of cereal is Muesli? I sent the pictures, but it's like a grainy, like. You can eat it hot or cold. Mm. Like you could either like cook it, or like in the pot, or you can eat it with milk. I guess. Is it some kind of uh, oatmeal? It's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's like yeah, it's no, like, I've never heard of it. It's it, it it's almost like a fucking almond mix, like 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 a mix of like nuts and grains. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Well, in any case, yeah, they've all decided to like help out uh, Moiselli and um, like a trail mix cereal or something. (laughs) Trail mix, mom. Uh, So yeah, basically, (laughs) 
we cut back to present day. Uh, Granola's like, wait, that means I'm only alive because of a Saiyan's mercy? And they're like, yep, I've been keeping on that from you. And uh, coincidentally, uh, this is where Goku learns that Bardock was his dad uh, all these years. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so it's like, yo, this is crazy. Granola's like, you're the son of the man who saved me? This is like crazy. It's like someone wrote this or something. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he's like, what about my mom? How, about, how come my mom didn't survive? And we get the answer to that. Uh, apparently the heater showed up coincidentally enough because apparently they've been alive forever and looking the exact same 40 years ago. Uh, and uh, they came to the planet. They're basically brokers. Uh, they... They ask, they act as intermediaries for planets that Frieza has conquered. So, you know, I guess they're here to deal with the Cerulean planet. Um, so, I guess they're planning on selling this planet to the Shigarians, who we all know live there now. So, I guess it, the deal goes through, essentially. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. and They pay mad right. And they're just, like, out here planning treachery. They're just, like... Unlike his goons, he's got brains and the power level off the chart. We've better watch our step. And uh, the guy, the guy who looks like Kid Boo with dreads, is like, "One day we'll reign supreme." And he's like, "Right, he's you are." Been determined since day fucking one, yo. He's been looking for he a fight. Be very best. He's been looking for a fight since day one. Like he's just like, "I want to fuck shit up. Let me fuck shit up." And Alex like, "No." Alex is like, "No, no fucking shit up or yet gas." Um. So yeah, they're like, ah, shit. What are we gonna do now? They're planning to portray Frieza. What the fuck? Um. So this kid, uh, Granola, walks out, and he's like, a Saiyan. And then uh, Bonito causes him to pass out again because he's making mad noise. Uh, Bardock is pissed because you know blew their cover and everything. So he gets on a robe and pretends that he's gonna kill. Uh, remaining survivors of Cerulean's on this planet, uh, and basically, Brian, can you turn on your phone? <coughs> basically, uh, he's he's doing this whole shtick where he's like, "Who are you?" Is like, "I've been trying. I'm trying to slaughter these survivors." Uh, he's like, "Well, why aren't you doing it?" And Bardock's just like, "I'm going to. Give me a minute." <laughs> And uh, that's when Alec just decides to just straight up shoot uh, Granola's mom. Uh, and that's w- like everybody's like, fuck, that's no, we didn't see that coming at all. And he just have a strap on him and he just shoot her. Uh, it's not great. So Bardock gets pissed and uh, he just attacks them and causes uh, distraction enough so they can leave. Uh, they escape, and they're like, fuck, there's a Cerulean survivor out there. They put us in hot water. Um, so, yeah, they're like, what's your plan now? Uh, he's like, the heaters are going to come looking for us, so I guess we can, I don't know, figure it out. <laughs> we got to we gotta figure out a plan. I, I think like there's going to be more to this because the chapter ends with um, like the heaters just saying, like, all right, Gas, you, you can fuck shit up now. And Gas is like, Okay, finally. <laughs> so I guess gas is going to be put into motion. Uh, 
speaking of which, we cut back to the present day with Gas uh, just looking down on the horizon. And everybody's like, you're remembering this time with the last time you fought that Saiyan? Now's your chance to get revenge after you got fucked up, assumingly. Because <laughs> I guess like, I guess he lost because he's talking about revenge. Uh, and he's like, I will not suffer such indignity again. I have grown strong with my <laughs> with my tooth headband. Um, yes, I'm upgrading accessories. Yeah, uh, and it's revealed. I think he lost the Bardock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he lost, and now he's just back for, to settle the score. Um, right. right. Uh, and Alec is like, well, never hurts to have insurance. He has one of the tiny Dragon Balls, uh, and I Dang. guess. The other one, the girl of the group, is looking for the second Dragon Ball. And that's where the chapter ends. Um, it was interesting to see a little bit more of Bardock's life. We've, we've seen Bardock's pa- uh, past before, but we've never really seen him outside of that context. So it is cool uh, to see it. Yeah. Uh, anytime we get to this. Last time I seen him, he, he was getting uh, disintegrated. By Frieza, <laughs> yeah, along with all the rest of his planet. Uh, good times, good times. He was like, ah, ah! <laughs> I saw the future. Like, why? My son's why didn't fuck he you just up? go away? Yeah, he could go Super Saiyan. That was like too no, he too hard. No, yeah, at that time, Super Saiyans were a big deal. Like Super Saiyan One was such a fucking big deal back in those days. Yeah, so impossible, but. Yeah, I thought this was a cool enough chapter. Uh, eh, I don't really got. It. Uh, it was interesting to see Bardock's story. Um, I hope we get more. I think like, I, I I would think that there was like more to this flashback. So you get to see Bardock fight Gas and fuck him up. That would be cool. That should be cool. Yeah, but in any case, that's all I gotta say. Uh, you guys all set on thoughts. Brian, do you have any thoughts on uh, DBS this week? Um. I'll say this is RGC. Whoa! Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. I'm a big Bardock fan. I'm a big Bardock simp, okay? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Okay. I just can't resist. I love fucking Bardock. He's like Goku if Goku were, were, were cool. You know what I mean? Like a fucking badass. That's swag, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bardock just has like... Some something about him, you know. Like if the that. show was about Bardock, I would be so happy. Oh, I respect you that. Know he had his own series. It's, it's called <laughs> ZS. What's ZS? Zaddy Bardock. Swag. <laughs> Zaddy swag. Zaddy swag. <laughs> That's what it is, yo. All jokes aside. That's fair. Yeah. Um. I like. I just love Bardock, and uh, it's great to see him getting some recognition in the canon you know like it's uh bardock has been basically up in the air in the series as a whole and goku actually acknowledging his existence now is pretty fucking cool yeah that's a big deal that's the first it's like that moment maybe they'll bring him back with the dragon ball yeah it's a lot like that moment where luffy realized that dragon was his dad it's very similar to that moment where he he, he was just like whoa whoa i have a dad my dad's lit I have a dad. <laughs> Damn. He's dead or something. <laughs> he didn't care, though, that much after that. He wasn't like, oh, I mean, like, where's he at? What's he doing? Yeah. Luffy's the same about his dad. He's like, oh, I guess so. All right. 
No, that's what I was asking. Like, I don't like. I don't even remember Luffy like really caring that much. Yeah, yeah. Dragon's interesting. Like the dynamic between them is interesting because Luffy's like non-existent. Cool, because he doesn't know what Dragon is really. You know, like he doesn't know anything about Dragon. He knows what a dragon is now. Yeah, he knows what a dragon is, not his dad, Dragon. Yes, his father, Dragon. Monkey, <laughs> yeah. Monkey Dragon. So I imagine it's the same with uh, Bardock. It was just like not having that association and not really knowing who your dad was. It's even, especially even if they were like big deals back in their days. Even, even now, like right now, Dragons is like the most wanted man in One Piece, and Luffy didn't even know. That is, yeah, but even more so than Red Hair. Red Hair Shanks. But in any case, it's happening soon, man. Oh, so exciting! So excited. Uh, but I guess we should wrap this up, boys. Uh, that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening, as per usual. If you uh, if you like the show, let us know. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, whatever you guys want. Uh, leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on those platforms. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, please. That would be super cool. Share, like, all the things. All the stuff. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram. Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram. And on Twitter, it's NY Chillin'. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City. Uh, I think that's it. I did the plugs in reverse this time. So it kind of threw me off. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you think about the uh, the overlay. I, I like it. I, I, I like it. it. <laughs> Let me know uh, if you guys have any suggestions. But it goes with the brick aesthetic behind us. Yeah, my brick aesthetic. <laughs> uh, but there you both go. of our real, authentic brick walls. Yes, these are real. Yep. So are these. Both real of ours. Both of real. ours are real. <laughs> right. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll guy. We'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out. Yeah, how about the Knicks? How about the Knicks? How about the Knicks? How about the Knicks?